0: Welcome to the Faith Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the third Sunday in Lent for the week of March 12th, 2023, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to begin this week's podcast, and I'm excited because I feel that this week is an interesting moment of where we are in life and recognizing where we have been. And let me kind of fill this in a little bit. I was looking back on what did I talk about three years ago with this text and it's really surprising because I kind of already made some decisions on what I was going to look at studying and taking a bit of a different vantage point than what I did three years ago, which is awesome but the topic is the same. And I think it's an important kind of landmark to come back to. And that is recognizing that three years ago, that this Sunday is around the time when things were starting to go on with COVID-19. And I think it's this moment to be able to recognize that and really also live into it a little bit, to recognize how far we've come but also being able to use that as a vantage point to help us understand, especially when we're looking at these texts that we have this week, to grow from. And I don't do this a ton, but I will highly recommend checking out the podcast that I talked about three years ago with this text. I talk about MU Stemuise, the guy who kind of helped stimulate hand washing and like i do every week if i've talked about these texts before i put them in the show notes every week so you can always look at what this text is this time through and also reflect back on what i talked about three years ago So I'd highly recommend doing that this week. But I think it's also this recognition of how far we've come. The world is much different than it was three years ago when we were looking at this and the fear and the things that were going on and the unknown. There was so much unknown of what was going on. And I think that's something to remember and to kind of hold with us. And especially in this season of Lent, I think that actually plays pretty well. It helps us reflect and realize that as humans, there's a lot of things that God does gift us with and gift us to be able to help us through things. But there's also a point where we have to be dependent on something greater than ourselves. And I think that's where the COVID-19 pandemic can really help us with. But before we jump into this week's text, we have to look back at last week's question, which was, when have you allowed a new perspective into your life? that allowed yourself to change? Or to put it in another way, when have you allowed a new perspective into your life that allowed you to change? And I think this is something that we're constantly working on, we're constantly looking at, and I think it's the beautiful thing that science does allow us to do. It allows us to look at things in a new and perspective way. It challenges our own understanding in a good way. It is good for us to have challenge to be able to constantly reflect and think about how is our faith growing and changing and in that it allows us to grow and move forward and that's one of the things that It's easy for us to recognize in young kids, but sometimes within our own faith, it's much harder to quantify and something that we need to continue to be able to do. So let's just jump into the text this week. The Old Testament text this week is out of Exodus chapter 17, the first seven verses of it. Remember what is going on here. We have the people who have been slaves in Egypt, and now they are wandering around in the desert. And like we all do, like people do, they're getting ornery. They're getting, oh, what is going on? They're thirsty. They're not trusting that God is going to provide for them. They start even stating in verse 3, why did he bring us out of Egypt just to kill us with our children and our livestock of thirst? And what does Moses do? Moses cries out to the Lord. The Lord then says, strike this rock and there will be water. And that's what happens. So this idea of, again, how often we hold all this different stuff in and we don't even ever talk to God about it, but yet we blame God for it. And then when Moses actually reaches out to God, look, I have something I have been planning on providing for you as long as you have asked for it. The 95th Psalm is the psalm this week, all 11 verses of it. This is an interesting psalm because part of why it's probably being tied in is because talking about the crying out, not having the hardening of heart and crying out to the Lord, but there is a lot of praise and recognition of who God is and recognizing how great God is, that he's above everything that we are, and recognizing then in that that we should be acknowledging that and worshiping God, recognizing that God is the one who is steering our path. So making sure that we are looking and listening for all these different ways of where God is and looking for that and not just getting hasty with we're expecting results. The New Testament text this week is out of Romans chapter 5, the first 11 verses of it. And this continues that time here we are in Romans And this is recognizing then again that it is through the grace of who God is that it allows us then to have the character of hope and embodying the hope that God has for us. Recognizing that there is a hope that God will sustain and God is above all and is in all of this. And so in that then letting us recognize that because of what Christ did for us and this hope then that we are given because of what Christ did for us and that we then live this out, that this should motivate us to live in a new way to recognize how we are justified in our faith because of what Christ did for us, the reconciliation, this new life that we are welcomed into because of who Christ is in recognizing that within our own lives. The gospel text this week is out of John chapter 4 verses 5 to 42. And one of the things that I will say right off the rip is Caroline Lewis in the Working Preacher podcast recognized it's probably worth at least talking a little bit about the first four verses here of chapter 4. And this text, I feel like, again, we cannot really stand alone. It needs to be looked at in comparison to what we had last week. So last week we had Nicodemus, who came by night, who is a leader of the Pharisees. So is a leader in the religious sect of people and is coming to Jesus by the cloak of darkness so he isn't recognized to ask questions of Jesus. And we have stark contrast here, especially after what we got from John 3, 16 and 17 last week to go and share this message with people. Now, who does Jesus go to? And this is where we're at in John 4. We are in Samaria. This is not a direct path as it kind of references in scripture. This would not be the path that a lot of Jewish people would have taken. There's this Samaritan woman who is out in the middle of the day. The disciples are going and getting food, and Jesus asked her for water. And so one, a Jewish person recognizing a Samaritan. Two, this wouldn't be the time that you go and draw water. It's a hot, it's you're going to have more evaporation. There's just the water isn't going to be as cool. And to have Jesus then asking this woman for her own bucket to have water and then we get into this discussion of the woman having questions for Jesus, but also Jesus providing some answers of the living water that this that won't come dry. And what does that actually mean? And so Jesus kind of explaining that people will keep coming to this well and thirst again, but I'm trying to provide something that is, is eternal, that isn't going to dry up. And the woman then is kind of wondering about this and wants this. And Jesus tells her, then go and tell your husband. The woman says, I have no husband. Jesus responds, you are right in saying that, that she has had five husbands. This isn't necessarily Jesus calling her out and what's been going on, but that she has been beaten up through time and has gone through a lot. And now she's living with somebody who isn't her husband. It's probably the brother or something of one of her former husbands that probably has passed away. The woman then sees Jesus as a prophet and is recognizing how the history of the people and how they've been worshiping and Jesus kind of trying to unite the Samaritans, this group of people who have kind of been sanctioned off based off of stuff in the Old Testament who were Jews, but then because of mixing with non-Jews, they kind of got rationed off to their own group of people. And in doing this, then we get the first I am statement. Hear from Jesus. And especially in the book of John, this is something that's very important these I am statements. This is Jesus dating in this moment to this woman that I am the Messiah after she has been talking about how they've been waiting for and worshiping this person. When this all happens, the disciples have kind of come back, but she is kind of overwhelmed with all this, leaves her bucket. And in ways that can symbolize kind of leaving some of her life behind to continue to tell people about who she has run across. And as we get to the end of this text, we are hearing about then how her testimony and her sharing this with the group of people in in the town, that they are coming to find this belief of these people in Jesus. And it's the beginning of Jesus's testimony. Jesus going outside of even the Jewish ranks initially, going and trying to spread it to the outcasts of society immediately to be able to build this momentum and build this movement that we follow still today. So before we jump into how faith and science come together this week get your shameless plug, Working Preacher, if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it between the Sermon Brainwaves podcast, their commentaries, their discussions. Since I'm not an ordained minister, I use them on a weekly basis to be able to give me some different perspectives. I also really enjoy having multiple years of commentaries, multiple years of discussions, multiple years of different podcasts. So if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. I'd also highly recommend checking out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from Vanderbilt Divinity Library. I really enjoy using it on a weekly basis to see how they lay out the text each week. But as we've talked about plenty of times before, the art, the prayers, the hymns, the liturgical colors, it's all right here. So if you haven't checked out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from Vanderbilt Divinity Library, I'd highly recommend that also. The last three years have been hard in a lot of ways and a lot of things have changed at a pace that we're not accustomed to. And it's kind of crazy to think about that. It's crazy to think about in a world that was moving incredibly fast pre-pandemic is now in certain ways moving faster and in certain ways has slowed down. And there's certain ways that we want to almost go back to, let's say, April and May of 2020, just in the aspect of things being a little slower. What a weird change-up. What a weird world in which we were in. So many things changing, so much fear, so much we didn't know what was coming. And in that, it causes us to stop, reflect, and listen to God. It causes us to think about, like we talked about last week, to change our perspective. What is actually important in life? What is valuable in life? And as we move through the pandemic, as we can all remember, probably most of us, the waves of it where, OK, we think we're getting through this. And no, nope, there was another wave. Oh, there was another wave. Oh, there's another uptick. And it's been constant even now. Three years later, the waves that we're going through, maybe not directly with purely the virus anymore, but the waves in economy and throughout society, the different waves and effects of how much this couple weeks to few months to a year plus affected things. And I want us to reflect back to one of them in particular. I want us to rewind to early December of 2021. This is the point where the Omicron variant was starting to come through. And this was an amazing period of time in that we were getting scared again. This Omicron variant seemed harsher, seemed stronger, seemed scarier. It seemed more intense. And one of the saving graces in a lot of ways was our fecal matter. How many of you remember the stories coming out talking about how we were able to figure out the Omicron variant spreading to new cities even before it was necessarily testing positive in the hospitals based off of fecal matter? The raw sewage that we were leaving behind and people testing the raw sewage to be able to see that the variant had spread to new cities and was able to help us preemptively prepare for the next wave hitting whatever area. And I'll have attached links down below like I always do in the show notes. But one of the other ones that will be in the show notes comes out in February of 2020, right before this, But talking about how they are able to look at microbiomes and metabolic data within the gut health of people based off of fecal matter. And it kind of helps us reiterate this idea of how with being able to collect fecal matter samples and being able to look at those samples, we are able to get an idea of what is going on with people we are able to collect this important data and a lot of ways can be used to help us see a new thing see a different perspective or help us understand something that it not isn't immediately obvious why do i bring this up with this text we have to remember how i read scripture whenever a woman is brought up it's very important but we have to remember The world at that point isn't like what the Western world is today. And as we still strive to have more gender equality, this was not the case. And so to have a woman going out at noon, being ridiculed, and Jesus then asking for water, as this woman, as we find out, as she reveals more and more about herself, is probably not looked highly upon in her society, in her group. She's been cast aside. The people in Exodus feel as if God has cast them aside as they are starting to wander the desert and are thirsting and are romanticizing the past. Does that sound like us romanticizing certain parts of the pandemic? Probably. But romanticizing this whole idea of what is going on and romanticizing, boy, it was just better in Egypt, even though they were working as slaves there where here they are free. This recognition that Paul gives us of what Christ actually did for us is this freeing thing and it allows us to live into who we are called to be and recognizing that this is a changing force within us. I think a lot of us typically, after using the bathroom, don't really take a second thought to think about what we are flushing away. And I don't think many of us think about waste treatment plants really all that often and much less the people who are helping to make sure that that is being disposed of properly. But yet here they are being able to publish and help on a broad scale at especially a time when things were starting to be scarier again. A moment where Because of research that had been done and recognizing what could be done, it was a moment that they were able to see the RNA strands and start recognizing not only the Omicron variants, but starting to recognize mutations that were going on. Why is that so important? It helped us get ahead or try to be a little bit further ahead of what the data in the hospitals were going to get as people were getting sick, that they were able to share that data with people to be able to help us prepare and help us give us hope. Give us hope that yes, it's here. And yes, it's worth taking these precautions seriously. I recognize there's still whole pockets of people who think that the whole COVID-19 thing was overblown and I'm not going to try getting into that debate but I think there is a value in being able to recognize and see what we were seeing as waste was recognizing as something that would could give us a recognition of what was going on to be allow us to get to a moment of hope the questions of like the woman asking Jesus, the questions that we had at that moment of, is it here? What is going on? How bad is this going to be? To be able to give some structure on, we are starting to see it. So it is time and you should have be already taking precautions. This isn't being overblown in this situation, depending on where you order in the US based off these different treatment plants. And I have articles I'll attach again from Houston, from some on the West Coast. So the San Jose, Santa Clara, San Francisco area, these moments, these people who aren't thought of highly. I don't think people working in a waste treatment plant is something that most of us aspire to be. But yet, in this moment, they were providing very important work, very important insight. As the Israelites are walking around in the desert, the rocks probably all looked like rocks and none of them probably looked all that important. But yet, Moses cries out to God to ask and yes, strike that stone and they will cry out and give you water. Something that you are overlooking, something that you aren't seeing as important, is important. Our gut health, in this case, was super important to be able to help us get a better picture of what was actually going on. To not only help us as individuals, but us as a community to try to be safer, to have the data, to be able to work together on something. And as I talked about a lot at that moment in time, I distinctly remember talking about how this was an opportunity for the world to come closer together. And as I reflect on some of that now, in certain ways it has, and in certain ways we failed, as humans do. But I think it's also a moment where we can look back and recognize it's important to remember. It's important to not overlook the disciples aren't seeing this woman as anything all that important at that moment. But yet Jesus spends a solid amount of time and has a very long discussion. And this woman goes and does things that weren't expected. Going and sharing This news of who Jesus is, the Messiah that we've been looking for and having people for days come and because of the woman's testimony, recognize that because of our gut health, we were able to look and people going in and doing the quite literal dirty work to help us recognize how this virus was spreading in a time that was nerve wracking. As tensions were mounting again, these people being able to provide a message that maybe didn't initially look like hope, but gives us an answer to help give us some guidance moving forward. And is that not what a lot of what Jesus' teachings and what a lot of times faith sometimes looks like? Where we get an answer in one way and it leads us to the next moment? And when we look back later, it gave us a lot more than we recognized. I find it eerie in a certain way that COVID-19 remembrance is in Lent because it's a moment of self-reflection. And I think it's something as a world, but I know especially here in the United States, we still wrestle with the things of how important are certain things. The ways we want to go back to a world in which it was pre-pandemic and remembering the past fondly, like the Israelites, and not remembering all the hardships that were there. Because we just want to go back to when things felt more predictable. And as we are in this world that feels like we're now in the new normal that we talked about, but yet there's still so many questions and still so many things where it's, ah, could this just be a little easier? Could we just go back to that? The guilt, the shame, the the desire for things to be easier, what the woman brought to the well, what we're bringing, what the Israelites had around the desert. And that's where it's so important within Romans. We aren't designed to live that way. We are designed to live into this hope of what Christ has done for us. We are designed to walk into this hope, recognizing that not all the answers are there. Not always is it going to be easy, but recognizing that the faith of what god has done for us through jesus propels us forward the work that was looked at and was crazy at the moment and people really are doing this and it wasn't great news at that moment of being able to recognize how omicron variant of covid-19 was spreading throughout the united states and world through fecal matter is not exactly a glorious job but it also helped Give us hope in that it was able to help us track how it was spreading and prepare communities ahead of the next wave. It helped give data to be able to get into more scientists to help with different treatments. It helped us prepare and see how is this different variant working. It was a crazy time. We need to be able to recognize these types of things. We need to be able to take note of things that look to be waste but end up being valuable. The things that look like they're being cast aside but are actually some of the most valuable things. This woman, the Samaritan woman who meets Jesus at the well becomes a very valuable piece. The rock in the desert becomes a very valuable piece. And Paul reiterating how valuable Christ really was and what Christ really did. Boy, is Lent. An internal investigation, both as an individual, but as a corporate community. And that's where COVID-19 comes in. Remembering back the mistakes, the hardships, the things we did well, the things we didn't do well, the things we are still wrestling with. I think that's valuable fodder. It's valuable things to actually give us thought to think about. And as we are coming up on this cycling back through... It's worth a moment to think and reflect on because it has been a significant moment because the world will never be the same and we can't overlook small things the same way. We maybe value relationships a little bit differently now, having for a period of time lost the ability to be able to connect with people the way we wanted to or losing people entirely. So the question I have for you this week is what are the little things that we overlook? What are the little things we overlook? Because I believe that we have a God who works in the details. And it's really easy for us to overlook those little details. Heck, one of the biggest gifts that we have is just having life and breath for another day. And how often we take it for granted. Do we really treasure the goodbyes? Do we really acknowledge the people and tell them how much they mean to us when they're there? Do we really acknowledge the beauty of each day? Do we really treasure the time in which we have? These are all things to me I think COVID-19 helped teach us. And in a way we can look to these gospel and these texts of Jesus reiterating the same thing. Don't overlook these people. Don't say they're not worth anything because they are a child of God and I love them. And they're going to do so much more than you could ever expect because I created them and I know what they're capable of. And I think Sometimes we overlook our own lives and creation that way, and we need to be able to look for the hope that is on the other side, even when the news is hard. Because the woman took the hard prophet's news and was able to share it in a way that changed lives for the better. So we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.